Hi, I'm Andy, and this is Equity. I'm here with Sharita and Tatiana from Sista Connections. Um, so do you mind just introducing yourselves and a little bit about your background? Okay, hi, I'm Tatiana. Um, I'm a mom of two, um, and I work for the Sister Connection program um, due to the fact that I breastfed both of my kids. I breastfed them both for about a year, um, and I had many challenges when it came to breastfeeding. Um, and then I was a participant in Sister Connection, so it actually helped me a lot when it came to breastfeeding. So I am grateful to actually be working on the other side and being able to help mom. Yeah. My name is Trita Logan. I, to work with Sister Connection, um, we're a group of three women who provide breastfeeding support to African-American families. And I breastfed both of my children for about two years each, and I call it a breakup around the age of two, so, yeah. Well, it is National Breastfeeding Month, and so I wanted to learn a little bit more about why it's important that we have a breastfeeding month and why it's important to acknowledge it as well. Absolutely. So one of the things that we do with our with with the company that we work with is focusing on providing more than just breastfeeding support with your breast it's important to have emotional support as well because it's not an easy thing to do and the reason i think it's important to well we think it's important to celebrate national breastfeeding month is because it's not very often that someone gets to come and pat you on the back and say you're doing a great job it's important to hear that so that you stay inspired and encouraged to continue on the journey mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes Yes. And I guess I could piggyback off of that a little bit because our job, yes, we are peer counselors and we support moms with breastfeeding. But then also it's important to know, like, after you have a baby, your mental health is all over the place. And just having that little village to support you and give you the right advice or support because you don't know guidance, everything. Yeah. And then even the fact that we have two children. My second child, I forgot everything from my first child. You know, you think you know you're a pro, but you're really not. And you're human and you need that extra support. So that's why it's great to have sister connection. And we have that bond with all of our participants and our mom um, that we work with. And we let them feel important and let them know like, okay, we are here for you, regardless if it's breastfeeding or just support after having a baby. Because after you have a child, it's a lot. It's and it's a, a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yes, yes. So just to have that extra little support, like, okay, it's normal to feel like that. It's normal to have those days and that's what we're here for. And then breastfeeding is amazing and it's something beautiful for both mom and baby. Um, so that's what we want to share those moments with them and let them know that they do have support. Yeah. Yeah. So I am going to be a first time mom. Um, so I wanted to know more about like what are the benefits to breastfeeding, um, not only for the baby, but for myself as well. Absolutely. I could do that one. Yeah, so for mom, I could say, I got some notes here. Let me pull them out. So for mom, because we do this all the time, so it seems like it's repetitive information, but sometimes we don't remember it. So one thing that's very important, like for mom to benefit, like it creates a bonding for you and baby that's going to last the entire lifetime, right? But also another benefit, it does um, help return like pre-pregnancy weight. You can lose weight a little bit faster, but then the bigger, the bigger picture, 
picture of it, I could say um, the bigger benefits, it reduces your risk in cancers like breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and as well as type 2 diabetes and high blood pressure. So those are some of like the great health benefits that could re be reduced due to breastfeeding. And then as well, another big one is postpartum depression after you have baby. So breastfeeding and creating that bond will help you know, decrease the risk of postpartum depression. And then, yeah, just like the bonding. And then for baby, it's a great source of nutrition, right? And then it decreased the risk of sudden infant death syndrome for babies. And then as well, it helped um, develop a strong immune system for babies. So those are some of just like some, there's plenty of more, but those are just some of the top ones that will help with uh, breastfeeding when you're breastfeeding baby. Absolutely, I agree with everything that Tatiana was just saying. When you nurse your baby at the breast or provide expressed breast milk, it gives your child an immune system as if they're an adult. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, so you decrease the odds of having some of the, the illnesses or at least have it impact your life as much as it probably could have if you had not breastfed. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so what are some common misconceptions over, around breastfeeding? Because I know, I think a lot of women struggle um, with that. So if you don't mind elaborating. Absolutely. And maybe dispelling some of the misbeliefs out there. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to get yeah. you ready, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, um... Okay. You want me to say? Okay, so some of the misconceptions, like a big one, I would say, can you know women have big breasts, small breasts, purple breast, green breast, I can say whatever you want to say. They think that if your breasts are bigger, you won't, you get more milk. Or if your breasts are smaller, you'll create less milk. And that is totally backwards, that your breast size has nothing to do with the amount of milk that you're going to create or And produce. actually, smaller breasts have a volume, are capable of holding a larger volume of milk than um, larger breasts. So oh, wow. that's kind of a common misconception. It's the reason we have a job, so that we can talk to women about these things, in addition to... Um, that it's easy or even that um, it's hard and that women continue to do it even though it's hard. If it was so hard to breastfeed, women wouldn't do it for two years, like I did, a year, like she did. And so when you, when you receive support with breastfeeding, you're able to kind of have the opportunity to miss not having those, mis you know, mm -hmm. have, having those misconceptions. So it's really, support is really helpful. Yeah. That's that, so you don't have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And another one is like, oh, it hurts. In the beginning, breastfeeding is going to hurt. Yeah. But over time, like a week, a couple of days later, it's not gonna hurt as much, right? This is a new, it doesn't matter if your first baby or your 10th baby. Um, nobody sucks on your nipples 100% all the time, right? <laughs> but when you have a baby, that's gonna happen, right? So yes, it's a little painful, but that's why we're here and that's why we have a job to make sure a baby is latching correctly because it does not hurt. It does not hurt. Absolutely, we can change it in a day. Mm -hmm. We can change things around for women in a day. If it's really painful, then it's a latching issue, not so much just like a general, that's what breastfeeding's supposed to be, right? Absolutely, and there can be a few factors that come into play when there is a latch issue. And a lot of times, based upon the way that moms describe it to us, we can kind of pinpoint um, their concerns with 
detailed information that we have been educated in and it's sometimes a lot of times it's been like um, a lip tie and a tongue tie that um, I feel like people don't talk about very often and like Tatiana was saying like every baby is unique right and your first baby can come along and things could be perfectly fine and breastfeeding just flow like water and then the second child could come along and never like never before like that's a term I use often and for me specifically I had exactly how I just described but then with my second child I immediately knew that the latch was different it didn't feel good (laughs) and um, because I knew that I had support with breastfeeding while I was in the hospital I immediately reached out for support to at that time my sister connection Pierre, who is not here with us today, her name's Liza Jones, but she's amazing. <laughs> she, I reached, I video called her in the hospital and I said, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> and we were able to identify the um, details of a possible lip tie. I was able to talk to the doctor in the hospital about it and it was corrected in a very timely manner and the, my breastfeeding journey was turned around immediately. Wow, so, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, my, the point I make though is that what if I didn't know where to reach out to for support? Exactly, yeah. It goes back to having that support. So um, along those lines, you know, there's a lot of disparities everywhere in the world right now. Can you speak a little bit on the dis- disparities that the breastfeeding community faces? Yes, yeah, so like, I guess, especially for us, cause we do work with a group of African-American women and that's something that we are working on as of like right now. Like that's the reason why we have a job cause we are, I guess, bridging the gap in the healthcare system to give moms that support so they could feel like they're supported because African-American women don't get the equal treatment or the correct treatment that they do need um, when it comes to breastfeeding, when it comes to health care, and just life sometimes in general. So we are, that's why our main focus is to focus on African-American women and breastfeeding. And then our programs start at uh, when they're pregnant. So we try to get our moms when they're pregnant and we follow them for the crucial time from when baby's born up to six months. And we develop a relationship with these moms. So sometimes it lasts forever um, until they have another child as well. So those are just some of the, you know, racial disparities that we're trying to break the gap in when it comes to healthcare, when it comes to breastfeeding. Um, We make ourselves available for our moms. We have cell phones that they could contact us on. Um, They could come into the office and do one-on-one appointment and then also our relationship with them gives them gives us referrals so if they feel comfortable and safe with us they share our program with other moms and that helped bridge the gap as well because they're like okay we do have this amazing program um, when it comes to breastfeeding and the peer counselors are amazing and they're going to support you every step of the way and then we are a program, we're Sister Connection, but we also share information for other programs. So we're like a little community, we're a village. So that helped bridge the gap, right? Cause we're all working with each other and we're talking and we're communicating with each other to help each other um, when it comes to breastfeeding and anything when it comes to African-American moms. Cause any resources that we know and that's available, we share. 
Absolutely. Just just like Tatiana was saying, in addition to that, we provide support with for moms when they're returning to work. Sometimes in the work environment, based upon the kind of a work environment you have, it may not be accepted that you need the time to go and pump in a timely manner so that you don't experience um, the downside of what comes along with being separated from your baby at the time and needing to continue to provide expressed breast milk. So it's really important that we talk to moms about their rights mm-hmm. and um, what it could look like when you do need to pump and provide, continue to provide expressed breast milk to your child and um, not to be shamed for that and made to feel bad in any way, shape, or form for whatever it is you're doing, the fact that you have to or what it looks like or anything like that. And um, is, isn't it a law that like jobs are supposed to have a lactation room for yes, mothers? Yes, yes. Okay. We have so many moms that we work with and then even experienced myself that um, I had my previous job that I had, they did not have a lactation room. And you would think they would because this oh gosh, was a job. Pumping that, in your car. Yeah, remember? I was pumping in my car. There's one time they told me to pump in the bathroom, and that was like horrible. And I was like, you go eat your lunch in the bathroom kind of type of situation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not doing that. Um, but this is like, I didn't know that until I got there, right? I didn't know I had those rights until I got there. Um, and that by me having that information and resources, I make sure any mom that I work with or anybody, any participant, that I work with, they know like you have rights. You have rights to pump, you have rights to a breastfeeding room, you have rights for a break to pump and even a place to store your milk. Um, And then we have had a lot of great resources um, with that as well, where we have cards where we could give to mom that's like, okay, you here's your rights, here's a website where you can actually look up your rights when it comes to breastfeeding and pumping, going back to work and all those things that come with being a working mom, having children and breastfeeding and want to keep your supply up. Also, if they've faced any bias of Mm -hmm. any sort for um, having to pump at work, we have... Um, information and uh, staff that assist with the um, fighting for your rights Mm -hmm. and and, and making sure that the laws are abided by. Um, There there are certain stipulations that come along with, you know, the what what it's supposed to be provided, but um, on a regular basis, for the most part, moms are to receive the support necessary when they return to work and have to continue to provide breast milk for their Mm -hmm. children Mm -hmm. and and families. Yeah, yeah. And we do have our participants, our mom, they ask us all the time about that, like, well, I'm getting ready to go back to work and they don't have a breastfeeding room and they don't have this and they don't have that. And we just make sure, like, you do have rights. You can do this. You do not have to pump in your car um, and you are supported. So, and sometimes we do, you know, make sure, make it known or give them the resources, the information and resources that they would need to give to their job. Like, okay, if you don't do this, you could get a fine because in California, you can get a fine if you don't have a room to pump in. And that's a time we would refer our mom to a a registered breastfeeding liaison Mm -hmm. who does provide support with um, 
obtaining what you need so that you're capable of continuing to on your breastfeeding journey and be at work. Yeah. That's so awesome. I think that's so great because I think I, I know if when I go back or, you know, other moms go back, it's intimidating bringing that up to your supervisors. Hey, I need a space. And so the fact that you guys give, you know, have advocates advocating for them, teaching them about their rights and um, helping them get that space to freely pump and and continue their breastfeeding journey and it doesn't have to stop when they go back to work. Right, it's right. So Absolutely, because it is important for both moms to be able to still be a mom and if she wants to work, you have that right to go back to work, to go back to school and you have that right to just have that space so you can still continue on your journey. So it is important and like you said, we do advocate a lot for those moms. Not even only that, when they, um, if, if you're separated from your baby for a period of time and you don't, and you're and you've engaged breastfeeding and you don't have the opportunity to pump, it could actually make you sick. So we want to, we, we fight hard for moms so that that, at least that doesn't happen to them. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned quite a bit about, you know, the services you guys provide. Are there any other additional services that you want to share with um, the audience? Absolutely. We focus on not, not only the support with your breast and for nursing and providing express milk for your baby. We provide support obtaining the materials necessary, whether it's um, a breast pump that's appropriate for the stage of breastfeeding that you're at. Um, we do have a small amount of um, like, um, oh my gosh, what are they called? Um, nipple shield. Oh, excuse okay. me. And in addition to that, like I said, we refer moms so that they are able to speak with medical and professionals so that they can get what they need and have the guidance from a medical professional about what they need to continue to do. Right. And then also to piggyback off of that, um, the resources like we, Sister Connection is just one group of peer counselors. We also have like Wick at Work, Teen Scene is another group, and then Loving Support, which is also a hotline that mom can call as well, no matter your race. 24 hours a day, seven days hours, a week. Yeah, oh, wow. to get support for breastfeeding. So if you if our mom can't reach us because we're not available, they do have someone else they could call to get, you know, support right away, right away. Um, and then how can someone find you if they're looking to reach out to find support? How can they find you guys? So like Tatiana was saying, we do have our county cell phone numbers, but there is also the, um, the best way to get support from someone like us is to contact the Loving Support Hotline. We can include the number in the, the show Thank notes. Thank you, because yeah. I don't remember the number right now. <laughs> I remember the prefix. I don't remember the whole number. But absolutely, there is a 1-800 number, and there's a local number as well, and it is available 24 hours, seven days a week. If you fit the criteria for our program, they're going to get you to talk to someone for the program that you fit the criteria to. If you're already a peer, if you're already receiving support from a peer counselor, um, and you contact Loving Support, Loving Support is going to get you more support from the peer counselor you've already been working with in addition to their support so right and then we could we are umbrella through the WIC program you could say so if it's a WIC participant all a mom has to do is let them know that they would like a peer counselor or they would like support and then we will be able to contact him as well and give them support 
hopefully this was beneficial to our listeners as well. So thank you so much for being here with us. Thank, thank you, you so much for having us. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. <laughs>